Who enjoyed Easter? Come on, give it up. Come on. My favorite thing about Easter is that millions and millions of believers across the world celebrated together the greatest day in history. And whether you were here or somewhere else uh, worshiping with family, it's just, it makes my heart happy to know that we were all celebrating this day, this day that brings us life. And that's what I want to talk about today. I want to dive in. Um, I want to pick up where Easter uh, left off, I guess you could say, because the story's not over, right? The story continues with us, and we are made new because of the resurrection. So when Jesus was raised to life, we were raised to life with him, right? And we were made new. I think we have an awesome graphic. The title of my message is All Things New, made by my wife. There it is. Look, man, talented. See, Shelby made that. She's so talented. So all things new, all things are made new because of the resurrection of Jesus. So I want to pick up there, and here's the thing. God has always been making things new. He is making all things new. But from the very beginning in the garden, God has been making things new. We talked about a few weeks ago on a Wednesday night that, um, you know, Adam and Eve were walking in the cool of the day with the Lord. There was a perfect relationship between God and man. It was exactly the way God intended it to be, and then man messed up, right? He sinned, and through one man, ladies, one man, sin entered the world, okay? So we don't blame Eve. Scripture says <laughs> through one man, sin entered the world, and that broke our relationship with, with God, and so from then on, God initiated this plan, this plan of redemption, this plan to make us new. And his plan came to fruition when Jesus finished the work. He finished the work on the cross. The death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus is why we can be made new today. His plan was a success. So instead of God giving up to us, giving up on us, he began to make us new. And the only reason why we can put our old self away and become new is because of the sacrifice of God's only begotten son. And that word begotten, I want to talk about it for a little bit. It gets looked over sometimes, but it's a really powerful word. Um, It's a special word. And so we'll go to Psalm 2 where we'll see that word. So if you have your Bibles, you can turn to Psalm 2, get your notes out. I don't hear any pages, which means everyone has their Bible app out, right? Okay. All right, get your Bible app out. If you don't have that, get it. It's fantastic. Okay, so Psalm 2 is this beautiful imagery, right? This was written a thousand years before Jesus by the psalmist who's believed to be King David, okay, a man after God's own heart. And here he is prophesying about this Messiah who would come, who came, who died, was resurrected, and is now ascended and sitting at the right hand of the Father, And we see this, and it says, uh, we start in verse 6, it says, As for me, I have set my king on Zion, or that can be translated to the city of God. Come on, the city of God. Y'all, that's our name. Y'all should do better than that. Come on, the city of God. Come on, the holy hill. Can I talk about this house for just a second? Pastor Howard had this vision, right, that this would be the city of God, a holy hill, where people would come in broken or ascend the mountain if you will and come back down with their faces shining like Moses right that they would come in uh, sick and leave healed that they would come in broken be transformed be made new be restored be refreshed all those good things that Jesus does this is what this house was made for that's the vision of our house it's a holy hill 
So we'll continue. I will tell of the decree. The Lord said to me, you are my son. Today I have begotten you. Ask of me and I will make the nations your heritage and the ends of the earth your possession. So look, this is this picture of Jesus walking up into heaven with his blood and looking at the father. And the father asks, what do you want? What do you want for this? And he says, give me the nations. Give me my people. So there's that word begotten, and I'll get to that, why, why that's important. He gave him the nations. But there's that word begotten, begot, okay? And um, it means in Webster, there's a few definitions that give rise to or to bring about. You know, I think of a 180, you know, to bring about. What is it, Pastor Nate, in the military? To uh, about face, right? To make a 180, to bring about. But the most popular definition is just to be the son or daughter of, okay? So here's the good news. When you accept Jesus, when you surrender your life to him, when you believe in the cross, the burial, and resurrection, then you are grafted into God's family. Because look, in heaven, there's only one family. We are all a part of God's family. So that means, that means for us, God begot you. Come on, that's good news. The God of the universe calls you a son or a daughter. He begot you. And that's the reason you can be made new. You are a new creation in Christ. So I want to flip over to 2 Corinthians 5 because there's this cool ministry that because of what Jesus did, we can be a part of. So 2 Corinthians 5, 17. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ... He is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. The ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Man, this is so good. This, this word reconciliation, it just means that God doesn't hold anything against you. Okay, so now we are the reconciled ones. And now that this has happened, our relationship from back in the garden, it's restored. We are now in a relationship with the God of the universe. We can talk to him. He's right here with us. And that's what the finished work of the cross did. He holds nothing against you, and it says that the old has passed away. Man, I am so glad that my old self has passed away because I was jacked up. I was a mess. I was selfish. I didn't care what God thought. But then I met this man, Jesus. He saved me. He made me new. Okay, and now it's my job to jump into this ministry of reconciliation, the reconciled ones telling the world, be reconciled to God. It's good news today. He holds nothing against you, nothing. And now that we've made, been made new, here's what happened when I was made new. My perspective shifted of God. I looked at God as this far-off guy up in heaven who didn't really care about me, so I didn't care about him. And I got to know the man Jesus. And when you get to know the man Jesus, then you get to know the Father. 
and he became Emmanuel, God with us. He became this father that is close to me, that I get to talk to on a daily basis, that I'm in a relationship with. And here's the key of it. When you recognize who you are or who he is, that's when you figure out who you are. I, I knew who I was then in that moment. I knew who I was. I was a son of the Most High King. And now I wanted to go tell people about it. So this purpose came out of me. I've got to let people know of this goodness. And so I feel like the Lord has called me to charge you today. I think that's why I'm speaking to you, is to go into all the world. One of the last things Jesus did before he ascended into heaven after his resurrection was that he made this declaration, this great commission to go into all the nations. So there's that word, nations. Jesus paid for the nations and he's asking you, will you partner with me? Will you go get what I paid for with my blood? That's what he's asking. That's the ministry of reconciliation. The harvest is plentiful, scripture says, and the workers are few. Will you be a worker today? Will you be a worker? I want to give you two steps of how to do that. Really, really practical, easy things that you can do today. So if you're taking notes, number one is surrender. Surrender. Surrender your life to Jesus. A few passages down in Psalm 2, verse 12, it's, it uses this phrase, to kiss the sun. And it's just this symbolic um, imagery to pledge allegiance to the king. And that's what you're doing today. When you surrender, you say, I pledge allegiance to you, Jesus. I surrender my life to you today. It's the first step. And so I'm going to break the rule of a Sunday morning message, and I'm going to pray in the middle of it. Is that okay? Will you guys pray with me? So just pray this to yourself. You don't have to pray it out loud. But if you say, that's me, I want to surrender my life. I want to be a part of this ministry. Just pray with me. Lord Jesus, I surrender my life to you. I don't want to do this on my own. I need your help. So, Father, I say not my will, but your will be done. Use me, Jesus. Use me, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Woo, that's good. Okay, number two, be fearless. Be fearless. So now that you have this foundation of surrender, you're, you know Jesus, you're getting to know Jesus every day, now he says be fearless. And here's the cool thing about being made new, about being a new creation. You already are fearless. You are fearless. When you, be, you leave that old self behind and you take on this new creation, you are fearless. Because God, Marcus, has not given you a spirit of fear. What was it? Second Timothy? Come on. There it is. We were talking about it right before the service. God has not given you a spirit of fear. And so now it's our decision. You are fearless your spirit man is fearless. Now we have to decide in our soul to bless the Lord. We have to decide in our minds to bless the Lord. I want to give you a, a, an example of that real quick. About three years ago, my wife and I, Shelby, we made this decision. We, we decided to surrender our life to Jesus. It's all about him. Use us however you want, Lord. Um, and, and then we decided to be fearless. And I'm telling you, it was nerve-wracking. Your soul gets in the way. 
your mind gets in the way when you're in public and you're going up to pray for somebody or talk to somebody about Jesus or just encourage them, your mind gets in the way. Like, oh no, I'm going to say something bad, something stupid. It's okay. Your spirit man is groaning to come out and speak about Jesus. And so you'll be nervous. Your soul gets in the way, but you push through. And what I learned is every time I opened my mouth, the nervousness went away. The fear was gone. Because God is using you through your mouth. You have a powerful voice in this earth. And all he's asking you to do is open your mouth. So be fearless today. Just open your mouth. I promise. See what happens. You start talking to somebody about purpose, about identity, about Jesus, about this good news of reconciliation, about how they can be made new. It'll just start to bubble out of you because you know this man, because you've surrendered to him. I want to um, honor Marcus. Speaking of, I'm glad you're in here, bro. Can you stand up real quick? I, I, want, I want people to see Marcus real quick. <laughs> this is Marcus. Come on. This dude, every time I'm around him, I'm like, Mark, I want to be more like Marcus. This guy is fearless. Okay, he has a job uh, driving for Lyft, right, Lyft? And he gets to drive a bunch of people around the city of Tampa. And I'm telling you, every week we get another testimony of, of Marcus stepping out, opening his mouth, and speaking life into somebody in his car ride. And he doesn't push it. He doesn't preach. He just loves them. And usually what happens is it begins to be a conversation about Jesus. So just open your mouth. But he's fearless. And he's seen so many testimony of healings, fibromyalgia, healings. Just the other week, a lady that had not walked to her mailbox without her walker in three years. He prayed for her. She was healed in an instant and walked to her mailbox right in front of his eyes. Healed. Come on. That's what I'm talking about. This is a Romans 8 groaning of the earth, longing for the sons and daughters to figure out who they are. That's the last thing the devil wants. It's for you to know this. So I would encourage you, connect with Marcus. If, if you, <laughs> I got him to pray for me on Wednesday because I want that. Like freely he has been given, freely he wants to give. And so y'all go get prayer from Marcus. Also, he's the head of our homeless ministry. And so he gets to love on our homeless every week. So please go see him. Get involved. He's seeing life change, healings at the homeless shelter, people getting saved, radically delivered. So go talk to Marcus. That's what it's all about. Guys, this is a shift. You see this happening in the earth? It's a shift, a Jesus people rising up. And it's specifically happening in this house, in the city of God. There are people like Marcus. I, I, I tell you, there's a bunch of people in this audience right now that have seen the goodness of God in radical ways over the last few weeks. Sasha, Alan, Shelby's seen it. There has been so many people with testimonies of healing, of deliverance, just of the goodness of God. So this is an invitation for you today. If you say, this sounds good, I want in. It's an invitation for you to jump into this ministry of reconciliation you have been made new, and now he wants to see others made new through you. If you would stand with me. I want to talk to one other um, group of people that might be in the audience today. Somebody that would say, well, Ben, this sounds good, but I don't know Jesus. Or this would be the first time that I surrender my life to him. This would be the first time that I accept him as my Lord. It sounds good and I want in. Um, this is your day. 
today is the day of salvation. So if you would, close your eyes with me. And if you say that's you, that, that you want to accept Jesus for the first time today, if you would just slip up your hand, I'm not going to ask you to come down. Just slip up your hand as an act of faith. Thank you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Another person that might be in the room is someone you might say you're far from him. You feel, you feel a distance. Today is a new day. It's a new day. You are a new creation, and God is close to you. He loves you with all his heart. So if that's you today, if you feel far, you say, I've accepted him, but I feel far. You just slip up your hand. Amen. Thank you. I want to pray with you first. The person that would say I'm far. Lord Jesus, thank you, God, for this moment, this holy moment. God, I pray that you would ignite a fire inside of us today to get close to you, to make a decision today, to surrender to you, Jesus. I want to be close to you, God. Speak to me in new ways, Lord. I want to hear your voice. I want to step out. I want to be fearless. Make me new in Jesus' name. And then if, it's the, if this is your first time, if that was you on the first time that um, you want to accept Jesus as your Lord today for the very first time, church family, I want all of us to pray this out loud, okay? Repeat after me, your eyes closed. Lord Jesus, I know that you died on the cross for me. I believe that you were resurrected from the dead. And because of that, I am resurrected with you. I am a new creation. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Live inside of me. Come into my heart. Save me today. And Jesus, help me. Help me on this journey to get to know you better. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, give it up, church. Come on.